All right, welcome to the No Name, No Fame podcast. I'm Morgan. I'm here with my co-host, Nathan. And then, of course, we've got MC Grant on the ones that MC Grant! What's up, what's up? <laughs> well, we just want to remind everybody that we've got a Facebook page you can follow us at. It is the No Name, No Fame podcast. We've also got an Instagram and a Twitter page. The handle for those is at No Name, No Fame pod. Each week, once we release the podcast, we will post links so that way you can easily find it if you follow us on the Facebook page or the Instagram or Twitter. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing Russell Westbrook as a clipper, a load management, the big one of the biggest issues in the NBA, KD as he's going to be making his debut as a Phoenix Sun this week, uh, drama surrounding the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team, the Padres signing Manny Machado to an extension. And then we do have a new segment to introduce called The Best Of. And then in honor of the NFL season wrapping up, we're going to be introducing The Best of the NFL. So, Nathan, we're going to go ahead and start off with the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team and top uh, NBA prospect Brandon Miller. Still playing while he's being investigated um, in the death of a woman. A couple of his teammates are also involved uh, in this case. So, Nathan, you want to get former to start teammates off? now? Former teammates. True. True. Um. Yeah. So, for you guys that aren't completely aware of it, Brandon Miller is a freshman at University of Alabama. Um, he is being tied to a murder that was committed by a previous teammate. Um, I, back on January, I believe fifteenth. Um. Uh, it was capital murder of a woman of the last name Harris. Um, since then, the his former teammate um, Miles and um, his name is Darius Miles, and then um, another person involved have been arrested and um, charged. Um, Brandon Miller um, has has no official arrest, but is being tied to providing the murder weapon to Darius Miles um, that was used in the killing of Harris. Um, And since it has been made public that Brandon Miller has provided the weapon, and I don't think they are trying to decide if that's true or not. I think he came out and said that, yes, he provided the the murder weapon because he came and I believe, picked up or met miles um right before the murder had happened and um but but the defense attorney said that they currently have nothing to charge him with um but while all that is going on university of alabama is still allowing him to play um which is causing a lot of controversy and i know the the family of Harris is has come out saying they are not happy with with that decision and that he should be held accountable for what he did. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say my thoughts on it. I do agree that he should not be playing. Um, not until he is found completely innocent. I know he's not being charged with anything, but just while the investigation is going on, I feel like somebody who's involved with a capital murder should not be able to keep playing a sport. 
Um, now I, Al, see now I, I I can see it from Alabama's point of. Oh, it's it's bad to say I can see it, but I get the Alabama is playing him because I mean they are I believe number two right now in the nation, yep. and they're mm-hmm. are trying to play and win for a championship, and he is the best college prospect. I know the guy from France is probably going to be our number one overall, but this guy, but um, um, Brandon Miller is probably going to be drafted number two overall. So I get why they're not sitting him because I they need him and they don't want to punish the team, and he's not being charged with anything. But I just feel like it's a little insensitive, especially I did you all see the him coming out in the intro and being I patted down which apparently he's done that all season long, but I just feel like with everything that's come out, you got to be a little less tone deaf and yeah, realize like, you shouldn't do that anymore. It's like all those NFL celebrations where they would like, you know, do the um, CPR. And yeah, then, right at the DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. yeah, which like people always did those, but after after everything that happened, it's kind of like, you know, kind of know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I understand that it's been your thing all season long, but, like, there's more to life than a sport, in this case, basketball. So, like, like, somebody was murdered by somebody that used to be on your team. Like, you kind of have to change some things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know why they couldn't do, why they couldn't, um, I mean, I'm sure that there's nothing they could do quickly to clear him 100%, but, I mean... From some other some other articles, they were saying that there's text messages, um, things like that. I feel like those are are pretty easy to clear up, but I mean it's such a it's such a mess. Um, and and I mean he's a contender for Player of the Year. Um, I mean Alabama's ranked number two. It's I mean what a nightmare situation to be involved in. Do you, do you think that he should be playing? No, I mean no, not no, I, I don't. And that's got to be so, like, so much on your team. And then I think his coach was answering, like, press questions. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he's been asked the same question hundreds of times at this point. And so I think he kind of came off, like, short, you know, to the reporter. Which, yeah, he very did. Yeah, which I'm I'm sure that he's just had to answer the same question over and over. I'm sure that he didn't mean to be insensitive or short when he answered it. But it's just when you keep getting asked the same questions over again. You know, you well, know. so the head coach, Nate Oates, he came out with another thing um, today. Let me read it. Um, and this is about the pat down um, before the introduction, um, before the game. So to quote Nate Oates, he said, on, on that situation is on me. The team explained to me that it's like when TSA checks you before you get on a plane and now Brandon's clear for takeoff. We, as the adults in the room, should have been more sensitive to how it could have been interpreted. I dropped the ball. That's it. So yeah. it looks like they're not going to do that celebration anymore, which is good, but it shouldn't have, yeah. have happened to begin with. I mean, at the, I mean, you hope he's not involved. You hope he had absolutely nothing to do with it. That would be like the best. The but best. I, I'm pretty that. sure that he came on and said that he, he did for sure give Miles the gun, which oh. I'm not. I don't really know much about gun laws, especially in the state of Alabama. I mean, I'm not really a gun person, but like, isn't that a crime itself? Like, you're not allowed to give people guns, are you? 
<laughs> I don't know. I, you are allowed though. to gift people guns, but I don't know what like specifics. I, I don't know how that holds up stateside. Yeah. But you're allowed to give somebody a gun. Kind of beat around that. I, yeah. Hey, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's not involved. I'm hoping, you know, best Which, outcome. So if I was listening to a podcast and and, and this is a topic that's come up um, several times. If he is found innocent with no involvement, he's not getting any charges pressed against him or anything. I do believe it should not affect his draft status. If he's found innocent, he still needs yeah. to be taken as high as he is or he would have been before all this happened. I mean, I don't think that's fair. And now if he's found guilty, that's a whole different thing. Like, I, I, even if he's found guilty but not getting any jail time or any of that stuff, but if he is found completely innocent, he still needs to be drafted the same. Like, I should not affect that, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, he's playing all these games and he's playing really well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping he's not involved, had nothing to do with he's it. He's only 18 years old. It's, he's a freshman. Right. Right. But, all right. Well, we'll just, we'll have to keep up to date on that, keep following it. But, all right. So, in the NBA, Russell Westbrook, your guy. Your guy is a Clipper. Uh, 0 and 2. 0 and 2 is a Clipper. So, which is this? Is this? Is this past loss? Is that on him or on Tyloo? Like, why did he? He said so. He he ended the he ended the third quarter with 11 straight points for the Clippers, and he didn't play a minute after that. (laughs) Okay, so here's what I'll say. Um. Are you're talking about against the Nuggets, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, he he did much better against the Nuggets. Um, I I think that they were really he mm, poor Russ. He's hard to trust. He he's hard to trust. I mean, he had seven turnovers against the Kings. I think they he had won seven that. again. Did he not? No, he only had two. He only had two against the Nuggets. Oh, but okay, it's like okay. okay. But because of his performance against the Kings, how, I mean, how do you trust yeah, him? Yeah, I mean that. Yes, I mean that is true. And he, it's not like the turnovers is a a recent thing. It's been the last couple. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> In the last career. like ten seasons, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I mean his his turnovers. He takes horrible shots, and when he takes those shots. He doesn't just miss them, and he has a soft touch, and they kind of, you know, bounce around a couple times. They ricochet so hard off the backboard or off the rim that no one's hurt somebody. <laughs> um, I mean, can you blame Tyloo? I, I mean, the Clippers are not exactly sitting pretty and comfortable. I mean, the Western. Well, Conference... I don't. Be- I don't think they'll go far, anyways. Even with how much I believe in Westbrook, I just don't. I don't believe no. it. Like I know Kawhi has his history, but he's so injury prone, and I don't trust Paul George either. The I, 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 you go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say um, that this. I mean, on paper they look real good and everything, but it, it, it's the injuries thing scares me, and I just don't think they have like. That dog in them, everybody likes to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't see it. The Especially Clippers, like the teams in the West. Right. Right. The Clippers are sitting at five 
and with 30 losses. The Mavericks are sitting at six with 30 losses, and the Warriors are sitting at seven with 30 losses. So I think the Clippers are really just trying to avoid that play-in tournament. Um, I agree. I don't think that they will go much further than that, but you can't have all that firepower and be paying all that money to lose in the play-in tournament. So... Because if they're fifth seed, that means they would play Phoenix the first round, right? They're not beating Phoenix in the first round. Right now, yeah, right now, Phoenix is Yeah, if it ended right now. Mm-hmm. Which, um... But if they drop to six, they could play the Kings at this moment. Yeah, which you would think... I stars versus stars, the Clippers definitely win in that category. But the Kings play much better complete basketball, in my opinion. And I agree. I think they win that series. I think the Kings win that series. Now, but I'm gonna go track back to what I said about the Suns. Um AD comes back for them tomorrow night. I know how you feel about all of that. Um, tell, tell me how I feel. <laughs> You're just a KD hater. That's all. I'm not. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I respect him, but 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 you're not scared of the Suns in the playoffs. Is that no? True? Not scared of. Explain them. that, Morgan. Explain well, that. Chris Paul has proved nothing over. I I agree with that. I'm not a big. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't praise Chris Paul. Like a lot of people do. I do agree with that. And then I think that Devin Booker is Which, just... by the way, sorry to interrupt, but I was watching Scooby-Doo with Tucker yesterday, and Chris Paul was on the episode. Oh, well, good for him. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's doing that. Got to get it <laughs> somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm not scared of Chris Paul in the playoffs, but I'm, I'm excited to see Kevin Durant play with a true point guard in Chris Paul because I don't think he's ever had a true true point guard he's had russ which i mean i respect to russ but he's not a chris paul and then he's played with steph curry which i mean of course steph curry is one of the greatest of all time but he's not a true yeah, point not, guard. So, you better be giving Steph a compliment here. of course but he's he's not a true point guard so i mean chris paul is is only out there to look for other people yeah when so, and with the Suns and um, with KD, like they already have a team identity, and KD is going on this team, not having to be a leader. And I think that's when KD plays his best. So, a lot, I'm not know. I don't know how much they'll win, but I think if KD's healthy, that he that they could be scary. Now, my, my I I'm still like the Mavs, which they are still losing a little bit, but yeah, but they I look think good. that. I got think by the time the playoffs come, I think they'll be in a sixth or fifth seed, and um, they got plenty of time for Luca and Kyrie to to figure things out. I, I was. Did you favorite. watch? Did you watch that game against the Lakers and the uh, Mavericks? Yeah, when they blew that twenty-seven point lead. Okay, Luca, he's got to stop with the refs. Got to stop. It's. I, I mean, yes, it's, yes, yes. It's bad. He's he's letting it get. He's letting it get to him, and it's it's messing him up. They had. I, I mean, they had that game. 
I think it's childish, especially from a professional standpoint. Like you're a professional. I just not basketball, like baseball, football. I'm any professional sport. Like, it. I, mean, I just don't like all the arguing the refs. So especially, I mean, now I think it'll come up that I, I, you don't agree with, and you can say your piece. But for some people, like Luca, it's every possession he got something yes. to say. And he and he makes those like really dramatic facial expressions and he'll stop the whole play and I mean yeah, it's really yeah. embarrassing. It is, yes, it's secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> it is embarrassing. All right, well, biggest topics that have already kind of got their their playoff uh, spot in a lock: load management in the NBA and. This you can probably go ahead and date this back to, I, yeah you I know you could tell that I'm about to hate on somebody, uh the San Antonio Spurs and Greg Popovich in 2012 were fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars because he rest his he rested his aging stars Tony Parker Tim Duncan and Monte Ginobili, and who else was on that team you ask? Great question Nathan. None other than Kawhi Leonard himself. The king of load management. So, um, and Kawhi, I mean, he he is just lethal at load management. So I I did put him on my worst players list when it comes to load management. But I mean, there's a lot. He's not alone. So I listed him. Oh, especially and, in today's game, everybody in their mother's load managers. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, some people, I, I kind of like when you're coming off of a season where you've had, like, the torn ACL or Achilles. Um, I know well, Clay- that's completely different. I mean, it, that's, I, that's a massive injury that you're not going to, especially in the sport of basketball where everything is high intensity, especially for a lower part of your body, like a leg or your Achilles, like parts like that. You're not gonna be able to go 100 percent the very next season. It's just, but I don't think people really expect them to. Maybe they do. I don't know, but I I don't expect anybody to. Yeah, I like not playing the back to backs um, after you've had a season like that. And I mean, Clay Thompson, he missed two seasons in a row. Um, ben Simmons sat out a full season. Um, Which I know this is a little off topic, but did you see? That the Brooklyn Nets came out today and said that, that and they're probably going to sit him out the rest of the season. I did not. I did not, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, and they're going to find a way to get out of his contract this summer. You know how much he makes to be acting a fool the way he does. <laughs> what What is his contract? He makes $34 million. Oh, I mean... Like you and I could go out there and foul out for thirty four million. We could do it for less, easy. I could do it for my current salary. Shoot, I'm. T- I'm saying I would do it. I would do it for way more. I would. I would travel around the country and get booed every time I think about the city of Philadelphia. You just give me a free food and a couple autographs. I'm there. Yeah. Um, I've also noticed Shay Gilgis Alexander. I've noticed him load managing a little bit, and he's and he's, he's a little young to be load managing. I was gonna say he's a little bit young to be load managing, um, but he also carries an extremely heavy load uh, in Oklahoma City. And yeah, I mean he he is that team. I mean, 
at least offensively, he is he is that team, and he puts a lot of pressure on. But I don't know. I and I, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say Oklahoma City is currently sitting at the 13th seed in the Western Conference. Mm. Um, so that yeah. just seems a bit much to be load managing for not making the playoffs. Um, now. What now? What is your stance on why? Because I'm assuming that you agree with me that like you don't like the load managing. And I I do not like the load managing. Yeah. However, um, I so as a fan, you hate it. I hate it. Um, yes, but which I have a story. What? Let me get to it. I got a story. I right, so let me get to it. I got a story. But, okay, but I would say as a player, I mean. These guys, they're trying to prolong their careers. And, you I mean, you kind of have to, a little bit, you kind of have to respect that because some of these guys had absolutely nothing, like came from absolutely nothing, had nothing. You know, I mean, and they're they're doing what the league allows. So the league allows it, they're not, they can do it. Well, but the, I also agree with what Charles Barkley said. Like you got coal miners and steel workers who are out there 16 hours a day so, uh, seven days a week, and and they're not missing work. So like, but I also see what you're saying too. That like, there's a lot of money. There's a much more money on the line for these guys, right? Um, um, and then I, but I think too, and I think that Charles Barkley, um, kind of touched on this. The the NBA they do they do just hand out contracts. Like, I mean. Uh, and I'm trying to look it up right now. Like Duncan Robinson, he he got a big contract extension. It was like, I mean, I think it was like close to 90 million in Miami a couple of years ago. And he he was almost out of the rotation last year. He had he had lost that those minutes to Tyler Hero. And then this year, he's not even in the rotation at all. And he's making yeah. a ton of money. And I'm like, how are these guys just getting all this money? And some of them aren't even in the rotations anymore. Here it is. It's what? five five years, 90 million. And then eighty million was guaranteed at signing for someone that's not even in the rotation anymore. Yeah, and when he was, I mean, he was a starter, but he was only getting like twenty some minutes. I mean, he just started, and then Tyler Hero would take all the minutes. But and then, um, but then again, you got like Ben Simmons, thirty four million. He, he sat out one year because he was upset and his feelings were hurt. And then this year, he's what? We lost you for like thirty uh, seconds. Um, yeah, I'll pick back up about uh, on Duncan Robinson and Grayson will just edit. Oh, where he makes uh, his contract was for five years, 90 million, and then 80 million was guaranteed when he signed. Yeah, and then you got Bertans. Um, now it's been a couple years since the Wizards, but the he had a he had like a massive year for the Wizards a few years ago, and the Wizards gave him like four or five years for like I think the same thing like ninety million with a bunch guaranteed, and he had like he had a career year, and then the next year he sucks, gets hurt. He's not even playing for the Mavericks right now that we trade away from. Him. So yeah, I agree that the uh, NBA just gives out these massive contracts to anybody. Yeah, but you have one good season. Shoot, you have like a good month, and you're like, okay, well here's thirty million. And, like, I'll admit, I thought that John Morant, I, I really thought he was going to be a wash, honestly. Like, I'll admit that. And I thought he was getting way too much hype. Um, and I thought he was going to be a wash, and he was getting all these contracts. 
he was talking about getting the shoe deal. This was prior to getting the shoe deal, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and Zion Williamson, like, I don't even think he's played two full seasons worth of games yet. And no, no, and, and it sucks too because talent wise, he deserves that money, but he's not on the floor enough to get that money. I agree, and I mean, he got that All Star nod, and he had only played. Yeah, like, he was voted as a starter. Yeah, and AD and I would think that AD had either played the like the same roughly the same number of games, and he didn't. He, I mean, there's there's just got to be you got to draw a line somewhere. And and I think too, load management. I think I think it affects more as well teams that are in the playoff hunt, especially after this trade deadline, because I feel like in the sport of basketball especially the deeper in the playoffs you get, it's, very, it's built around team chemistry. And you can't build team chemistry if your star players who run your offense and what your team is built around are not on the floor. So, yeah, you can say, well, he's sitting out now, but he'll be healthy by the time the playoffs come around. Well, okay, good, but like they're not going to have that time together on the floor, so it's not going to be the perfect story that you think it is. Now, for the Warriors this season, that's a little different because I with Curry coming back, hopefully by the time the playoffs come, it's a little different because, like, that team has been together for a couple years now, and, like, they know how to work, and, like, and it's Steph Curry. So that's a little different because it's his team. But, like, well, like the, on Kevin Durant thing, I'm glad he's coming back because he needs to come back soon because they need because with – Three superstars and and DeAndre I'm Aiton in there. Like they need they need to, like if they want to go far, they need time together. And if you keep sitting out, you're not going to get that time, and then you're going to wonder why you lost in the first or second round. Well, that's been the issue with any team. Well, not any team, but that's been the issue with the Clippers since Kawhi has been there because he load manages so much. They, I mean, and he and Paul George. That's I mean, that's their issue. They never get to play enough games together. Yeah, yeah. Well, and. And Bradley Beal in Washington. He now, I don't think he's sitting just to sit like the other ones do. I think he does get hit hurt a lot. But we win without him. I don't know. I, I'm not going there. Not going there. Okay. I, I love Bradley Beal. You got you got your guy Coos to carry you. I want John Wall back. That, that's my daddy. Oh God! All right. So I know I know we touched on the Suns a little bit, but um, should how how much should the Suns be feared in the West with KD's return? Well, that goes back to what I was just saying. If they can get the team chemistry together, and with Kevin Durant, how I said in the first topic that if he he likes he. He does well when he doesn't have to be the leader in the run and the offense is run through him. So if they can get time play together, I think they can be very fearful. But I'm also worried about the injury bug. Like I, I, I'm not going to say with Katie coming back tomorrow night that this be like he won't he won't uh, miss any more games. I can see him getting hurt again right before the playoffs. I mean, it's sad to think that way, but like I don't trust his health. Um, I don't know because they're p- playing the um. Hornets tomorrow. Did you see Lamelo broke his ankle? 
Yeah, on a non-contact, he tried to cross somebody up and then he done crossed himself up, done broke his ankle. <laughs> What's up with those ball brothers and those ankles Which, and knees? I feel bad for Lonzo because I was a big hater on Lonzo when he got drafted. I didn't think he deserved to be two overall, in my opinion. But he is a solid basketball. Like, he's yeah. never going to be the superstar. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer. But he is a solid basketball player that will help uh, a winning team. And yeah, he's got a high he's got a high basketball IQ. Yeah, very, very. All right, Nathan, with only a quarter of the season left, what teams and give me a team in the Eastern and the Western Conference um that are maybe outside or kind of right at that that play in tournament spot, what which teams have the best chance to make the the play in tournament or the playoffs? Yeah, you can give a couple All of teams, right. it doesn't matter. Not, not I got two one teams, one from West, one from East. The one from the West is not as, oh, are you that guys crazy? It's, it, it's a boring one, minus the Warriors, which I think they are what? Already uh, they're in the plan right now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are currently at seven. So they're actually only half a game out of the sixth spot. So, and I do consider the play in the playoffs because the season's over. It's postseason basketball. So I, I consider the playoffs. But I do think if Steph Curry comes back here soon, I, I they still don't have a, quite a, ti- a timetable on him. But if he comes back soon, yeah. I think they can push to be in a top six seed, and I think that they will be scary by the time um, that he comes back. Because well, that, what's going on with your guy Draymond? What about what's up him? with him? What do you mean? He's out. He's been out. Has? Yeah. I haven't fallen too much of the Warriors because I because so if he is out, that's big. Um, because the Warriors. That, so the only concern I have about them is how bad their defense is this season. And without Draymond, then then their defense has no chance, in my opinion, because they are currently. I think third in the um in the NBA in points scored with like 118 per um per game, um but they also they given up 100. I say average opponents points per game is also 118. Um, so their defense and without Draymond, they're just gonna because and now now Clay's looking good though, but so offensively, I think they're gonna be fine. Well, they've always been fine. They're gonna be even more fine when when Curry comes back. But without Draymond and that defense, they it's going to look a little scary. But we'll see how that goes. Because but by the time playoff comes around, I mean they know what they're doing. They might just lock it up and go all the way to the finals again. Because I mean I don't trust anybody else. Like I don't trust the Grizzlies or Nuggets or the Kings that are in the top three spots. I mean you none of those nuggets? teams scare me. Hmm? The Nuggets. They're a great team, but they're a great team every year and. Jokic has a history of choking in the playoffs. So if if they if they play in the playoffs like they do in the regular season, oh yeah, then the Nuggets will come out of it. But from just their past history is the reason why I don't trust them. All right. So who are you taking in the West? Who would you take in the West? Or to come out? Yeah. Um, I want the Mavericks because I I. I I like Luca, but I I still until they prove me wrong, I'm Golden Golden State. 
I know okay. they ain't looking pretty, but I'm going to go. Oh, and the Lakers ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. No, they're not. I already packed up my gear. I'll, I'll pull that out. <laughs> Um, hey, who is your who is your team in the East that you think can now can this make is a- the one people are going to think I'm crazy? Okay, we're going Washington Wizards, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Uh, All right. So, well, if if you were wondering if people are going to think you're crazy, yeah, people is right here. Okay, me. so they're not so they're not my sneaky team to come out the East, but they're my sneaky team to win a series. That's yeah. To make, I, I think they might upset somebody. That's what I'm saying. I think in. they're gonna upset somebody. Okay. I mean, yeah, they ain't coming out these. Hell no. But I think they could do some damage. I mean, you see um, that seven and there, eight is Heat and Hawks. That's who. That's who is other teams in the yeah, play. And I don't. I mean, the 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 Heat on paper scary, but like, I don't know. I think they're very beatable this year. The Hawks have their own issues. And they got to deal with because the Wizards are currently a tenth seed, um, but not so. When I originally wrote this, we hadn't lost the, the two previous games um, against the Knicks and who did they play before that? Um, so yeah, so well they lost to the Knicks, which the Knicks the Knicks are a good team this year. Yeah, they're very they lose to the other night. They lost to oh the Bulls, the Bulls, yeah, and they can't lose to the Bulls, especially by twenty. I, I they lost by twenty. Um, Bulls are playing good right now. They, they are, they are, but I think they're they're on right there with us with their ninth seed, aren't they? So I think the Bulls are. I what the lower Bulls are eleven. Oh, 11. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, wow. I was wrong there. But so, like I said, they'll be a playing team, but I do think that they could upset somebody. Okay. All right. Because, because I, you, because you, because you got to look at who, so on um, Brooklyn's going to fall out of it. I mean, they're yeah, seed right now, but they're going to, but they're they going to fall out of it. They were four like the other day when I was, when I was getting my stuff together, they were four and they're already dropped two spots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Toronto is a team with no identity. They don't know who they are. They're just playing basketball. As a they put, they put every right single now. one of their players except for one available uh, for before the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so on Brooklyn's going to fall. The Knicks are playing well, but the Knicks are like the Mets in baseball. The uh, Mets will always Mets. The Knicks will always Nick. <laughs> okay. Um, but then you got the top four on Cleveland, Seventy Sixers, Boston, and Milwaukee. Like those teams ain't losing to the Wizards, but it could happen, especially if everybody on the Wizards is healthy. Because I, I trust Kuzma, trust Porzingis, Bradley Beal. I know I, I talked crap a second ago, but he can make a difference when he chooses to. Yeah, he can have a big night anytime. And they're and I and I, I mean they aren't the deepest team in the East, but they're not the, well, they're not slouches either. Like I said, it's it's a long shot. It's a long shot. But if any of the teams that were in the plane right now were were to make a difference, my sneaky pick is the Wizards. Right, well, um, you, you in go, the West, so this so prior to LeBron ending the Lakers season, I had picked the Lakers, but 
because that's not going to happen. I picked the I picked the Pelicans. They're already ten. The Jazz have dropped and they're continuing to drop. And I think the Pelicans. Um, now is this Pelicans this current roster or when everybody comes back healthy? I mean, Zion makes no difference for me. Um, I'm banking on yeah. Brandon Ingram, Ingram and CJ yeah. McCollum. Like those are. That's who I, I'm banking on. C, like CJ and and Brandon because they were a I dirty mean, team. In the first half of the season, I, I they were I a also, scary team there for a little bit. I also like Jose Alvarado. Um, I, I, I really like what he brings. So, um, I think I think how it is now: Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers, Mavericks, Warriors, and then the Pelicans will get that last spot. I think the Jazz and Timberwolves will will fall out. Um, and you don't think the Thunder have a chance either. No, they don't have enough. I'm rooting for the Thunder because they're so young, but I don't yeah. think this is the year. Yeah. Um. And then the Jazz. I don't know what's happened to the Jazz. They were they were doing so well. Um. And then they just it's all kind of well. They got rid of some more players at the deadline. They're, they I, they 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 really want to rebuild and just got lucky to have a few all stars. They were they were that Cinderella story, and then they ended up being who we thought they were going to be. Yeah, because they don't want to be the Cinderella story. I, that front office, like, now nah, we we no. we're trying to tank people. Come on now, right? And then in the East, I am taken to make the playing spot the Bulls. I think. I mean, they got a they, great team. They got a great team. Yeah, so I think that the Bulls will take. Um, so right there at seven is the Heat. I think the Bulls will make the last spot. I do not think the Hawks will make it. I do not think the Raptors will make it, and then I do not think the Wizards will make it. Hawks, I mean, they are Wait, playing. Make, make what the tournament? So well, or, or, or no, the seven and eight spot. I'm um, after the tournament. Right. So- Right, I think I Miami think and the Bulls will be in it. The Bulls and yeah, the Bulls and the Heat will round out the the tournament. Okay. Now, do you now so the Bulls are outside the tournament? So who do you think comes out of the tournament? Like who do you think falls into the eleventh spot? Mm, I haven't seen the Raptors play much. It well, could go. It's gonna fall out as the Raptors. Okay, it would either be between the Raptors and Wizards. Wizards. Don't say Wizards. Well, um, see, Porzingis, he's like you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, and he hasn't played. Um, I mean, he he's playing, but he's he's been sent out a few games here recently. See, I think Kuzma is really he's like really um, stable, and you're gonna get pretty mm-hmm. a pretty solid night from him. But yep. You don't know what you're going to get from the others. So. Well, Porzingis the other night against the Knicks scored 19 in the first quarter, and then didn't score again until with like four minutes left. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It, it, he's very inconsistent, but the, I just don't think the Raptors have very much. Which Porzingis, I, he's a free agent under this year. I would like to resign him back. I don't think he would, but. I I I have enjoyed him and his tenure as a wizard. I really have. I like me and uh, Kuz together. Yeah, they're great and they're solid and they give you the same thing every night. Well, well, like how you say, like you don't know exactly what. what, what well, 
Well, they can I'll give you, but you got a good idea. Porzingis likes to hang out there and and chuck those three point shots up, whether they're going in or going out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it kills me when he does that. All, All right. right. Well, let's move on. What's what's our next topic here, Morgan? Okay, and I like this one. I think you. I'm pretty sure you put this question in here. Yes, 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 yes. I did. Okay, so what team or player? And I don't know if I want you to go first or me to go first. I feel like I, I have want a good you answer. to go first. I want me? you. To go okay. First. Okay. So, what team or player does it affect the most if they don't win the championship this year? That was a good question. I'm pretty sure you put that in there. Um, <laughs> I said Jason Tatum. I think he's got every Jason Tatum in the Celtics, but I think individually Jason Tatum. Um, I think he's got everything else on the resume. He doesn't have a league MVP, but he'll he'll get that. It's coming. He's up in the top three or four in voting every year. Um, I mean, he's been to the finals. He's in the playoffs every year. He's an all star every year. He's up in in leading the league in scoring every year. Um, I. I just, I mean, he was right there. They they were so close. Um, last year, the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. Um, they're well coached. They have they have a total team, so they can bring they they've got Malcolm Brogdon coming in off the bench. Um, they're great on the offensive end. They're great on the defensive end. I I don't think that the Celtics have any weaknesses. I, I think that yeah, this is very a, deep, very deep. Yeah, if the Celtics do not win. Um, I would be I would be shocked if the Celtics don't win the championship. Now, so are you saying that it will mean more if Tatum wins it now, or do you think it hurts him if he doesn't win it this year? I think it hurt. I yeah, it hurts him because this this is it. Like this is the year. You're. I mean, when will you have another season where you're playing on the best team in the league? Yeah. You're the only leading. The pushback in- I have on that is is. It, is his age. Like, he's still 24, so he still has time to get... Uh, he, technically, I mean, I, I don't know in basketball terms. In baseball terms, you're not even like, getting your prime yet. You're, just at the very, you're at the very beginning of your prime at 24. So oh, right. How many times are you going to be on the team that is the best team? Are well, you going to have... Well, Go ahead. I was going to say, well, that's, what, what, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, he's so young that they might have these kind of teams again. Um, now, like on rest of his crew, they're getting a little older with Marcus Smart and Horford and all them. Um, but on Jalen Brown, still young. He's still young. I, but like, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, when is, I when is the next time that you guys are for sure going to be the best team in basketball again? Right. So I do get what you're saying. There's no guarantees. So, well, see, so for the Celtics, I think they need to win now but for jason tatum's on legacy i don't think it's a win now now if he does win now that's just gonna really boost up his legacy but i don't think it hurts his legacy if he doesn't win now but it definitely will hurt the celtics um i mean i don't think it's like a legacy thing per se i just think that this is time-wise i mean it would be it would be a major disappointment for him individually and for that team it's it's kind of like on a silver platter right now. All they have to do is go take it. Um, I it's it's just a major disappointment if they don't win. Right now, now, well, I'm gonna say the same thing I said last year about 
the Warriors. Because last year I said if the the Warriors might not make it out of the West. But if they do make it out of the West, they're going to win it all. I'm going to say the same thing about the Celtics this year. They might not make it out of the East because I am a big favorite of the Bucks. But if they do beat the Bucks, I don't think anybody in the West could beat the Celtics. So you, I mean, you're thinking like Bucks and Celtics is maybe going to be the best final. matchup. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm team Giannis here. I'm going Bucks, but if the Celtics can pull it out, nobody in the West is beating them in a seven-game series. Yeah. So who who are you taking? So I didn't choose a player. Kind of a player, but I chose a team. I chose the 76ers. My, and I think it... Then you should have chose James Harden. You should have done James Harden in the 76ers. Well, so no. It, for me, it's not about James Harden at all. Not about James Harden at all. It's really about Embiid for me. Because... um, So I... So the... Because... Uh, the, the 76ers as an organization the last three to four years, ever since trust the process and they got Ben Simmons and they became a playoff team again, they have, the, the front office every season has done the moves, has done the signings, done the trades to make this team a championship team. And they keep losing the, like in the second round, the conference finals um, to, to, to the Raptors 2019. Um, so, the front office keeps trying and trying and trying. Well, these players are only getting older. Like Embiid, and he's a big boy, so he's an age a little faster yeah. than some of the other players. And Embiid, in my opinion, is top three in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe top five. But, um, so, I don't want them to waste his prime. So, and if they keep... so. If they lose again and keep losing, if they lose this season, they're probably going to lose James Harden. And I think they're going to start having tougher times signing people to come play with them because they're starting to prove that they can't get it done in the postseason. So I think it's going to hurt. So I think the 76ers have to win this year to be able to sustain their current Play front the last two years because like the team, like they're in a win now mode. They're very solid and they're very deep. It's just they fold in the playoffs every year, like the Nuggets do. Like they just fold. So I think, and and they're starting to get that reputation now. Once the playoff time comes around, we're not, it's not quite there yet, but I think they lose again this year. It's like, well, once playoff time comes around, we're not worried about them. Like, we don't consider them a contender. So, I think for them to avoid that, and to have people sign with them in the future, they have to win this year. Yeah. No, I um, do. Now, do I think they will? No. But No. I, think they, <laughs> I wonder if Joe... I, I mean, I don't really particularly like Joel Embiid's like game, like style of play. Yeah, I, I, don't I agree with that. Love it. It's very James um, Harden. I hate James Harden. <laughs> and now, I would say this season um, has been my favorite of his. I think he's playing. He's actually playing like a a decent style of basketball. But Tobias Harris is killing them. 
he is killing them because one night he'll have like almost 30. And then like the other night when they blew that lead, he had two two points. He had two points. And you got to have, I mean, you got to have more threats than James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid. And it's, it's gotta be Tobias and you can't count on him. So. You can't count on right now, but you could the first couple years and that uh, he got traded to them. And that's go back to my point. Like, the the front office keeps making these moves to get these guys, and but they get these guys at that time to win a championship that year. So now you're getting stuck with Tobias Harris, where he's starting to fall out of it more often now. Like he's not the guy he was three years ago, four years ago. So now that window is shrinking, and it's it's only going to keep shrinking. So they yeah. got because like even if they win this year. I don't think they can repeat next year. So you got to win this year. Well, they're not going to win. They don't play. They don't no, play. They're not, no, they're not going to win. They don't <laughs> have a chance. They don't play winning basketball. And Joel Embiid is, I mean, he just seems like he's very difficult to play to play with. Um, Which is a shame because he's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has a, he has a lot of skill. Um, it's just, I don't know if they don't have the right people around him or whatever the case, but. I think that's the case is people around them. I agree. I yeah. Because I because um, I think he feels like he has to do it all. And as a seven foot two, three center, he can't always do it all. Yeah, I agree. Um, well staying in the Eastern Conference, so and and I think you and I touched on this and I don't know if, if Grayson was was with us when we talked about it. Um, the Atlanta Hawks and some of the drama that was going on down there. Um, so they have fired Nate McMillan. They've gotten rid of him, and they have hired um, Quinn Snyder, who previously coached the Utah Jazz. Uh, Quinn is signed to, I believe, it's a five-year uh, contract. Um, and I mean, I I kind of like the fit. Um, he coached, so he's used to coaching stars. He coached Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in Utah. Um, took. The Jazz to the playoffs multiple multiple seasons in the row in a row. Utah Jazz were the best team in the league in 2020 and 2021. Um, I I mean I kind of like the fit. I think he's going to be good for Trey Young. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what what will happen down there. I do think that Atlanta kind of needed a a switch up. I don't think that they had the season that they were anticipating they were going to have. But um, I'm excited to see what. What could happen there? Yeah, well, the Hawks are still young, and um, and and the firing was moreover not that he wasn't a good coach. Is that he, according to reporters and things are going around, they're like he lost the respect in the locker room. So as long as Quinn Snyder can get the respect, I think Atlanta will be fine. But just the way the roster is built. I don't think they'll ever be a threat anytime soon. I mean, like, I mean, they'll be a playoff basketball team, but there's not anybody I would see as a championship contender, like, no matter who's coaching. Yeah, they need some more pieces around Trey and DeJounte, but we'll see what they can add here. Like, I think they're a good big because, like, I like Clint Capella, but, like, he's not that dominant threat. 
So I, I, I got to think I could get a, a good big man that they could be a little he more. He doesn't dangerous. score. He just, I mean, he's a great rebounder, but he's he's not ever gonna. Score. Yeah, yeah, but that he don't score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, and then heartbreak for our final NBA topic: Lakers season. Heartbreak for who? Over, over, done. Pack it up. Get the team on the plane. Send okay. them home. Lakers okay. season. Here's this might make you feel better or might not. It's not. I Whatever still you're... got the... <laughs> with or without LeBron. I still had them in the playoffs. I had them losing first round in the playoffs. Okay, but Thank you. I got them in the I got them in the play in, and I think they could sneak in the game, especially if D'Angelo Russell's healthy and if Anthony Davis is healthy. Because like, and Davis is a top ten player in the league if he's healthy. So and D'Angelo Russell he ain't no slouch either. I think they can sneak in a play um a playing win. Now when I, in a seven game series, they're gonna get stampede. When I, when I saw LeBron roll that ankle and the cameras on his face and he said, I heard a pop, I just had yeah. like one, yeah, tear come down. One teardrop <laughs> just rolled down my rolled down my uh my Were you wearing the on LeBron James on Lakers on pajamas I got you while you were crying? Yeah, I wear the whole fit. So I wear the pajama pants, and then I have the <laughs> then I have the championship t shirt from the bubble, the, the Mickey chip, and then I wear the crew the crew sweatshirt. So those are all packed away. I was, yeah, I was wearing all my on wall gear the other day. Oh, nice! I guess like two thousand sixteen all over again. I was, so have we heard any update on him? John Wall? No, no, okay. I I haven't seen anything. I don't think the Rockets even waived them yet, have they? Or did I don't they? know. I don't know, man. But so. now, so so, um, do you think that the Bronze not coming back though? Do well, you think so, out for playoffs. I think it's going to depend. So they said what two weeks, and then they're going to reassess. So I well, think it's going to be out, yeah. What? Yeah, he's fit. I, uh, right now he's labeled as um indefinitely. So it's going to be it's going to be exactly like last year. He's gonna be. He's gonna see how these games go. If they got a chance of making it, yeah. he'll try really hard to come back. If there's no chance, he's just gonna. He's just gonna pack it up. So, because they're currently at twelve, with yeah. their half. Their well, they're only two games out. Well, shoot, they're only two and a half games out of the sixth seed. Well, how's this game? Well, that's a lot right of teams to jump, though. That's a lot of teams to jump. Okay, they're losing by twelve right now, so you can go ahead and count that. As an L. Hey, they came back by 27 the other night. Hey, I have LeBron. Hey, they play the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Any other Laker fans out there? I hate it for us. Every year. It's the same every year. I don't know why we even try. I haven't but, seen a positive Laker fan since LeBron joined. And I'm a big LeBron what, fan, but I haven't seen a positive say, Laker fan. What I will say about this season at least they never gave us really any hope. It was just bad. I mean, what if we start the season two and ten? So I mean, and I think that's the media. I think the media hypes them up because, of, especially last year and this year, like everybody, us, us fans and social media, everybody knew that they're going to be a crappy team. But the media hypes them up that they're contenders. Mm-hmm. But like we all knew they weren't going to be. So. I think the media is what does it to your fans. So don't blame the Lakers. Blame the media. I know. And, then, man, that terrible three-point shooting. God, it's hard. 
Tard. And it, it's a real shame that he got hurt too, because I really liked your all's trade deadline. I think you all were going to do some damage. I really do. Yeah. It's that curse, though. It's that Laker curse. All right. So, Nathan. I think that oh, wraps up our NBA, don't it? You what? I said that wraps up our our, our um, NBA talk for today. Yeah, I was going to let you uh, take over this next one. Uh, the Padres have signed Manny Machado to an extension, $350 million. Yeah, and I absolutely love it. Okay, I, I thought know, you were. I know that you're not. Too knowledgeable on baseball, which by the end of the season you're going to be. You're going to be you, an expert. I got you. You need to start hyping me up a little bit, though. All right. Well, <laughs> so, like, Morgan, you don't know anything about this. Yeah, you're making me. Right. I'll, I'll be more positive. I'll be more like, look positive. At, look at all these notes I put in here. I got a great line in I here. I saw that. I saw all your baseball notes, and like you put his stats in there. I was very impressed. Yeah, but you're a, you're saying I'm I want to treat this yeah. for you like the MLB. Like, it's spring training for you. We'll we'll get you warmed up. But by the time March thirty first comes, you're gonna be knowledgeable. I got you. But your, um, your real challenge is is getting me interested. That's your goal. Getting you interested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I challenge accepted. I got you. <laughs> but um, so I'm not sure if you knew this, Morgan, but Manny Machado signed. A ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal back in twenty eighteen. I did know that. Matter of fact, yeah. Could you go? So then he he came out a few months or about a month ago saying that he was for sure going to opt out because he saw yeah. all the money that everybody else was getting. He saw said, that? "Well, I yep. want more too," and he very deserving. I mean, and a lot of the players that got big contracts this year, I think he's had better, like, like. So they might have the same, if not better, stats than him. But Manny Machado, as a Padre, has been a lot more than just stats. I mean, he is the heart and soul. He is the leader of that team, which I know people wanted Tatis to be the leader before he got hurt and suspended and all that. Because like, he, he was on track to be like, one of the best players in the league. But... Just because you're a best player like an elite, like Kevin Durant in basketball, it doesn't make you a leader. And Manny Machado is a leader. And he happens to be one of the best players in baseball. Um, now, I will say I'm surprised. Well, I am surprised that they did it. But it was the move I wanted them to make. I wanted them to extend Machado. But... I thought they were going to save their money a little longer to see if they can get Juan Soto because he's younger, 24, mm-hmm. and has a higher ceiling. Um, And apparently a, a news article came out that they are in for the sweepstakes of Shohei Otani too, which the Padres oh. are very small. I, they're a very small market team. We don't really know where they're getting this money from, but good for them. It's good for baseball. Good yeah. for baseball. So – Maybe they can sign Juan Soto too, or and Shohei Otani, and then just have an all-star team as their as their team. Why not? But I'm glad that they extended him. They needed like I, I, even if they lose Juan Soto, they needed this leader to stay on this team with all the, while all the other guys are. I mean, because like they got Tatis for ten, eleven more years. They got. 
I think they signed Bogart. I think his deal was ten years. Um, now, now I got uh, Manny Machado for eleven. Um, so they're gonna be good for a while. So it was good that they were able to lock up a leader like that. Well, good. I'm I'm excited. And 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 he don't he don't load manage either. He plays every. He'll miss like ten games a season, but in baseball, what's ten yeah. games out of one hundred and sixty-two? Can you even load manage in baseball? Is that even a thing? I mean, there's guys who it's most people who sit out like that are usually like catchers, but that's just because they're squatting position for three yeah. hours a night. Um, I mean, no, I mean, I guess you can, but not a lot of people do it. Like, if anybody, I mean, there are people who just collect checks and don't play. Like um, Steven Strasburg for the Nationals, this man hasn't pitched. He's pitched like twenty innings since two thousand nineteen. See, he that's collects what I would that do. thirty million a year and just sits at home. Genius. That's what I would do. That's good for his part, but us fans' part, it's irritating. Yeah, y'all need that money for your team. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> the good news is we're rebuilding. So by the time that his contract expires, I think I have three years left. So by the time the contract expires. Our rebuild will be over, and we we put that money to good use. Yeah. All right, you want to move on to the uh, best of the NFL? Yeah, you can kick us off with that. Okay. So, uh, best touchdown. Did you say we had the same one for best touchdown? Yeah, Demar Hamlin, um, the the kickoff return. Yeah. So Buffalo Bills, uh, Naheem Hines. If I'm mispronouncing his first name, I, I apologize. He returned the uh, open. Have we explained what this segment is already? Yeah, so since the NFL season is over, we are doing the best of the NFL, which we picked four topics. We did best touchdown, best touchdown celebration, best game-winning drive, uh, best ejection, best fight. You could also do best penalty. Whichever one you wanted to put in there is, is totally fine. Um, and then we just picked which ones we liked the best. And then you and I had the same one for best touchdown. So we did uh, the Buffalo Bills, Naheem Hines. He returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown in their first game after the DeMar Hamlin uh, went into cardiac arrest on the field against the Bengals. Now, this game that he returned the kick opening kickoff for a touchdown was against uh, New England. But, I mean, I thought it was just a really good moment. Um you know, for the fans, uh, it was in Buffalo, so everybody was there. Um, all the Buffalo Bills fans were there yeah, watching the, first, the game. First play of the game. Yeah, yeah, it was just a really good moment. So I, I picked that one for my best touchdown. Nathan, you did too. So, um, I, I really liked that one. And then, uh, next is best touchdown celebration. So Nathan, you can go ahead with that one. Um. So mine. Probably a little more boring than yours, but mine's linked up to baseball, of course. But mine's back in November. Um, the Vikings scored a touchdown and pretended to, to go like bowling. Oh, um, okay. Which, the reason why I chose that and why I say it's is baseball, because it reminds me to one of my favorite players growing up, um, um, Prince Fielder. Now, his wasn't exactly bowling. It, it, it wasn't bowling. But the way that the players fell over during the Viking celebration had just reminded me of when Prince Fielder, 
I want to say they were playing the Giants or Athletics. I I can't quite remember. But he hit a walk-off home run. And when he got to home plate, all the players were around home. And he jumped onto home plate and all of the players fell over. And that sounds kind of boring now, but at that time, like, baseball was didn't really allow like the unwritten rules didn't really allow that stuff. So it was very controversial. It was all over the news and people like, oh my God, like I, I can't believe they did that, blah, blah, blah. But like as a kid, that was like middle school, high school maybe. And um I loved it. I thought it was great. So seeing the Vikings do that just reminded me of that memory. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, that's touchdown celebration. I, so I did Jamal Williams. Um, I, now I just like him anyways. I think he's really funny and has a really good personality. Um, he was actually fined for his touchdown celebration. He was fined $13,000, uh, week three. Yeah. He did, um, he did a three pump hip thrust celebration and uh, a bunch of memes were on social media that he did, uh, like one too many hip thrusts, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but I, I mean, it was it was really funny. Um, and then I think he did it. That was after his second touchdown um, of that game, actually. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, he's he I think he did that celebration a couple times. But um, and then a couple more uh, Jalen Waddle, where he'll like waddle, you know, after yeah, he does. Yeah, 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 that one's always good. And then in the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey brought out the stanky leg. So. I don't think that I, was nearly. Hey, you can ask Grayson. I love doing the thank you leg. Oh my god! Of course, that's my go-to dance move. Oh, <laughs> I brought it up then. When we um, get married but... in July, I'll whip it out for you. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Emily, Emily will be so embarrassed. I'll be tell- oh, I'm telling. I'm telling you. Knows. She Well, well, and Grayson's gonna be the DJ for it, so I'll make sure he he puts it out there. Oh my gosh! Well. Uh, best game-winning drive. So I chose, you know, I'm loyal to my Washington sports. I chose um, Taylor Heineke um, when they played the Colts in week eight, week nine. Um, it So the comeback was significant because it brought us back to 500. But also how impressive. So... We were down, um, so we scored on t- uh, two touchdowns in our final two possessions with like s- six minutes left. Um, and and Taylor Heineke, he went twelve for fourteen, on with one hundred and fifty-one yards and had on uh, fifteen on um, rushing yards and completed two. Well, his only two fourth down attempts during those last two um, possessions to um, give us a. a Last second win with like twenty seconds left in the game. Yeah, I, Taylor Heineke. I mean, he he, he don't in, blow the stat sheet, but he's a winner. Yeah, I mean, and and like the team just rallies behind him. They they like his spirit and what he brings. So yeah, I mean, well, like, it, about it, the chemistry. Like I was talking about the NBA, the chemistry for that team was built around Taylor Heineke. I I firmly believe that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I did. All right, I did Baker Mayfield. First game as the Los Angeles Ram. 
Um, he threw the game-winning touchdown pass to Van Jefferson with 10 seconds remaining for a 17-16 win against the Raiders. This capped off a 98-yard scoring drive. The Raiders, or excuse me, the Rams had previously been on a six-game losing streak. Losing streak. Um, I, and I just, I really like this for Baker because, you know, he had all the issues in Cleveland. Then he was signed to uh, Carolina. Things obviously were not working out there. Um, I, I mean, he could have, he could have easily like folded and just, uh, accepted the feet, you know, gone down without a fight, but he hopped on a plane. He was trying to learn all those plays in just a few days. Um, just trying to get, you know, acquainted with his teammates and really probably didn't even know half the playbook and, and went out there and just, you know, did whatever he had to do. And, and they ended up winning that, that game granted the Raiders, I mean, Probably weren't the best team, but I'm sure it was a huge confidence booster for Baker Mayfield. So, um, plus, it's always entertaining to watch games like that. So, all right, Nathan, you got anything good for best fight, ejection, penalty, anything like that? So, yes, yeah, so mine is actually not during the NFL season, mine is a preseason fight when Aaron Donald started. Taking off helmets and swinging it at Bengals players. Oh yeah, in the yeah in the preseason games. Oh man, um, which which I don't understand. Maybe just call me casual fan. I don't care. But like, why do professional teams like that do joint practices? Especially two teams that just play in the <laughs> Super Bowl against each other. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess they do it just to so they're not playing against each other all the time. I don't know for drama. For, for on things could like you, this to happen, could you imagine Aaron Donald coming at you with a helmet? Well, I'll be running. I, you can throw all pride to the side. I am not facing that big boy. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then I did. So I did the Buccaneers at the Saints. Um, I think so. I think Tom Brady was arguing a call, and then. Some of the Saints players were either mocking him or getting in his face. So of course yeah, he turns yeah. around to say something. And in in Tom Brady fashion, he he's never going to be the one to initiate the fight, but he'll say you know he'll he'll start the chirping. Uh, so I'm pretty sure Leonard Fournette got in there, and then Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore have history anyway. So Mike was on the sideline and came charging in and just decks Marshawn Lattimore. And then uh, a clip that went viral on social media was when Mike looked at the coaching staff or looked at, I think he looked at the referee and he was like, that's, that's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? You know, like, of course I have to, of course I have to defend him. And he used some choice words, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was funny to watch him uh, defend Tom Brady like that, but I mean, I guess when you have the greatest quarterback of all time, you you feel like you got to stand up. Hey, for him. you do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Well, all right. I guess that wraps up today's episode. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Morgan. I uh, thank you, Grayson. Um, and just a reminder: um, episodes will now be posted every Wednesday now. Um. That is also um, posted on our on, on our on social media channels. Um, and when we post, we'll also 
post a link so you all can find the appropriate uh, um, service for you all to use. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you all like the um, segment that we did for the NFL and like to see more segments, you all can send us messages and with ideas and um, we'll start to um, implement those a little more. We'll, we'll bring out a, a new segment on next week. Um, so yeah, so um, thank you everybody. We'll see you next week.